Welcome to the Word of Life podcast, a ministry of Word of Life Church, located in Lesueur, Minnesota. From sermon audio to midweek content and much more, we hope you are blessed by what you hear. For more information or to donate, please visit wordoflifemn.com. Now, enjoy this week's episode. We are continuing our message uh, series called God's Mission, and, and, and right at the heart of God's mission is God's heart for his people. You are loved. You're loved by God, and, uh, and, and hopefully if you give us a chance, you'll get to know that, we, uh, that you're loved by us too. We love you too. Um, we don't do it perfectly because we're not perfect people, like really not perfect. And so I, I was actually hurt somebody's feelings this past week, and that anybody who knows me is like, well, yeah, because you say things. And so every once in a while, I like to take an opportunity to tell you, I will hurt you at some, some time. I will say something stupid. I will, okay? And it's not because I don't love you. It's because I'm brain dead. <laughs> so please. If I offend you, if I hurt your feelings, will you please give me an opportunity to apologize? Please tell me, because chances are I may have hurt your feelings, and I have no idea. I'm that brain dead. Not only do I say brain dead things, but I don't even know that I'm saying them at the time. So please, just give me an opportunity to apologize, because we are not perfect people. We're just learning how to love each other and share the message of salvation through Jesus Christ. And so, in the future, don't all come up right now, okay? <laughs> just, just wait a little bit, uh, and then that would be a whole lot less. I mean, it's on, it's on the camera, too. If, I start get, if my phone starts blowing up, I'm like, let me tell you what you said. <laughs> you know, just give me a little time, okay? So uh, a big huge thanks to everybody who's here, a big huge thanks to everybody who's worshiping with us on our online campus, and as we just continue the, the, the series on God's mission, I'll just like, give you like a little mission update for, for Word of Life. We are super excited about uh, the progress that's, uh, that's being made with uh, God's mission as we are considering expanding with a new campus into New Prague. Uh, tonight, I am... Uh, hopping on an airplane. Actually, so Nick uh, is in Minot for his mom's retirement party. He's preaching this morning. Then he's hopping on a plane, meeting me in Minneapolis. We're both flying out to D.C. for a week of training, um, all centered around God's mission and, uh, and expanding the ministry of Word of Life. We're super excited about it. I'm super excited about it. But what do you say? Like, what do you say when you're just about to leave? Like, I, at some point in time tonight, Heidi's going to drop me off at the airport. I have to say something. If you say nothing, then it's really awkward. Like, nobody, that would be bad. Um, can, you imagine, can you imagine if Heidi dropped me off at the airport and I said nothing? <laughs> that would, 
that would definitely not communicate like what I want to communicate. I, the norm in my house is like anytime you're leaving, for no matter how short of a trip it is, whether you're just going down to the roadhouse or whether you're you know heading out to Washington, D.C., regardless, the norm at our house is before you leave, please tell everybody you love them. And so that's what happens at our house. You know, we're, you know, somebody's getting ready to go. They're like, boom, hey, I'm going to run down to Waggers, you know, and love you guys. I'll be back in a couple of minutes. And, you know, and it's, and so when I as this, was planning this message for this week, as, we're, as I was looking at the calendar and everything else, I was realizing that I'm leaving, so I got to, I planned this message that said, look, on the 13th, so that was Thursday, that would be the day that we remember the day that Jesus ascended into heaven. And so I thought, well, we should definitely do an ascension text because Jesus says something to all of his followers, everybody who he loved, all of his closest people. He says something just about, just, just, just right before he leaves. Now, it's not that he's not coming back. He definitely reminds us that he's, that he's coming back. But right before Jesus ascends into heaven, he's got one thing to say. What's that last thing that Jesus says before he just, you know, leaves for a little while? Let's check it out. If you have your Bibles with you, you turn with me to Acts. If you don't have your Bibles with you, it's okay. It'll be right up here. Acts chapter 1, starting at verse 6. Reading in Jesus' name, because it's God's word, not mine. So when they had come together, they asked him, that's Jesus, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it's not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven, as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes, hint, hint, those are probably angels, and said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Here is a reading of God's word. As we as we take a look at as we take a look at Jesus right before he's going on a trip, you figure that what he has to say is pretty important. Um, he's been gone for a while. He's been pretty busy. He said before he went that he was going to go and prepare a, a, prepare a place for us. Now, the preparations have got to be absolutely awesome. Because he's been gone for over 2,000 years preparing a place for us. And I can't begin to imagine what this place is going to look like. I mean, my parents came to visit this week, and, and, and I was super glad that they came. I haven't seen my parents for over, uh, over a year. Great to have them. And, um, and, as, and as they came to visit, I was thinking, oh, I should probably, 
you know, clean up the house a little bit and this, that, and the other thing. It, it took me about 20 minutes. Like, Jesus has been gone for over 2,000 years. Like, his preparing a place for us is way different than my preparing a place. Mine's like, uh, you know, I should pick a couple of things up. Looks good. Great. <laughs> Mom's super nice, and she loves me, so she didn't say anything. You know, she didn't say, like, who cleaned this place? <laughs> I did. <laughs> um, and, and so when, when Jesus goes to prepare a place... This is important stuff. And so when you look at what he's saying, you're saying, this is really important. If you cruise back to Luke, this isn't the first time he said this. You see, the first time that he appeared risen to them in the upper room, so it was kind of like, let's go back on the Easter week, okay? So, Easter morning happens, he's not, in the, he's not in the tomb, he's gone, boom, right? And then uh, the ladies come, and they're like, oh, tomb's empty, who took, who took the body? They're freaking out, they run back, they tell, tell the guys, the guys are like, you guys are crazy, and they're like, no, 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 we're not crazy, the body's gone, and they're like, I don't know if we can believe this. Peter and John run all the way to the tomb, you know, and one outruns the other. No want to name any names, but, you know, that's what happened. And, you know, rush right in to take a look around. Jesus' body is gone. And so then they leave, and, 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 and Peter is just totally bewildered, and John is totally believing. And then, uh, and, and then Mary is, is hanging out, and she's crying by the empty tomb, and Jesus appears to her first. So cool. Jesus appears to her first and says, hey, don't hang on to me. I got stuff to do. And sure enough, he has to go for a walk with two guys on the wrong road, headed the wrong direction. And then they run, and then they realize that it's Jesus, and they run all the way back to Jerusalem to tell everybody, hey, 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 Jesus is alive. And they're like, yeah, I know. We saw him too. And then right there in the room, this is what happens. And Jesus appears in the locked room. He says, hey, you got anything to eat? It's been a killer weekend, literally. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> he has a fish sandwich. And then he says these things. These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead. He did that. And that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. So, that first Easter night, it may have been after Easter night, kind of, the way that the Jews kind of do their calendar and stuff like that. It's the same night, right? He tells them, I had to rise from the dead. I had to die for your sins. I had to do that so that I could give you forgiveness of sins. I, all this had to die, and all this had to happen so, just for you, because I love you. That's God's mission. Oh, and by the way, I got to go, and so since I got to go, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit, and we're going to talk more about Holy Spirit next week. Okay, but, uh, and 
you are my witnesses. And it starts in Jerusalem. You're going to get some power from the Holy Spirit, but it starts in Jerusalem, and it's going to go, go from there. So he said that the first day he rose from the dead. He stayed with them for 40 days. I wonder how frequently he had to remind them, hey, you're my witnesses. Hey, you're my witnesses. Hey, you're my witnesses. Hey, you're my witnesses. It's going to start right here where you are. We're going to move it out from there. This is one of those times where I feel really good because I read this passage in Acts and I realize I am not the only brain-dead follower of Jesus. They were brain-dead too. Because even though Jesus has been telling them all along that he had to suffer and die, that he had to rise again from the, to new life, that he was going to have to leave and that they would be his witnesses, what do they say? Literally moments before he's about to leave. Moments before he's about to ascend into heaven and be seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. What do they do? They say, hey, how about now? Are you going to start the kingdom now? Are you going to like come back and kick out Rome and, ooh, yes, set it all up and we got thrones and power and, woo, go Jerusalem! And it's kind of like one of those things, like when you're about to leave and then somebody starts like an in-depth conversation with you, like now, now you want to talk about that? You want to like drop that bomb on the table right as we're out on our way out the door? And Jesus is on his way up to heaven and they're like, how about now? And he's like, no. That's not for you to know. That is so far above your pay grade that you can't even see that high. The Father, God the Father, is the one who sets that date. That's not for you to know. You'll know when it happens. Believe me, you'll know when it happens. And so he has to remind them again of God's mission. And I guess I feel good about that because I forget, I forget God's plan all the time. I get so caught up doing my own plan, and, and, and I have news for you. You do too. I know, because I talk to you. You guys get caught up on your own, doing your own thing, working through your checklist, got your own plan, got a little life plan happening, and everything's going great, and, and you too end up kind of forgetting about God's plan. God's plan of salvation, God's plan of mission is you. Is God sending you? Jesus, he's been telling them all along, hey, this is what's got to happen. I'm sending you. But it's like they forgot. And so he reminds them again, right before he leaves, right before he ascends up into heaven, he reminds him again, hey, you are my witnesses. You are my witnesses. They saw what happened. They touched him. They ate fish sandwiches with him. They, they know that the ascension, that, that God, that Jesus Christ rising from the dead really happened. It's not just a story. It's not just a mass hallucination or anything like that. 
this really happened. And they get to tell everybody about it. Everybody? Yes. It's going to start in Jerusalem. Okay, great. They're outside of town. All they got to do is walk right back into Jerusalem. They're going to be clothed with power from the Holy Spirit. That sounds really... At that, I, I still don't fully understand it, and it's in the Bible. I'm not sure what they understood, but they say, okay, clothed with power. That sounds good. The apostles have wanted power for a really long time anyways. They've been asking Jesus, hey, how about some more of that power? He's like, mm, you're not ready yet. But it's coming. Go back to Jerusalem. You'll be my witnesses starting in Jerusalem. Okay, starting in Jerusalem. Good. I can understand that. They can understand that. They know what's going on. Then in Judea. Okay, great. The entire area all around us. We get it. We're going to tell everybody about salvation by grace through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ in our entire area. Excellent. Good. And Samaria. Whoa! Wait. What? Samaria? We don't really like them. I mean, they were walking through Samaria, and at one town, one town of Samaria wouldn't even let Jesus spend the night there. Like, closed up the hotel and everything, and it was like, keep going, Jesus. Like, matter of fact, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, the sons of thunder, that's their nickname, would have been awesome to hang out with them, pretty loud. They were so upset that they wouldn't let Jesus spend the night that they asked Jesus' permission. Jesus, could we please call down fire from heaven to consume the entire city? That's not nice. It's not nice at all. That's their feelings about the people of Samaria. Fire from heaven. Consume them all. <sighs> like, I don't know how much you have to dislike someone to consider. Like, I don't think... I, I'm not the nicest person here. Okay, the nicest person in our office is Sue. Thank you, Sue. She is the nicest, okay? I am not the nicest person. She is. But even not being the nicest person, I still don't recall the last time I thought to myself, I wonder if I call down fire from heaven if this town will be destroyed and all the people consumed. Like, I'm not that nice of a guy, but I still don't think about that. How upset do they have to be? And what Jesus is saying is, no, no fire from heaven. You get to go witness to them and share with them the message of salvation. And it's like, wait, what? Yes, they need to hear about Jesus. Okay. Share the message in Jerusalem. Check. Share the message in Judea. Check. Share the message in Samaria. Fine, if you say so. And to the outermost parts of the earth. Wait. The message of salvation is for everyone? Everyone. Like, no boundaries on this whatsoever. The message of salvation is for everyone? Like, everyone gets to hear about it? Everyone can be saved? Are you serious, Jesus? Yeah. The message of salvation is for everyone. No matter where you live, no matter where you, what you grew up thinking or doing or wherever, 
No matter who you are, no matter what you currently believe, no matter how good you are, no matter how brain dead you are, the message of salvation is for everyone. And everyone who believes in the name of Jesus Christ, everyone who has been saved, everyone who believes in this message of salvation, he includes everyone in his mission to be witnesses. You don't have to take a class. You don't have to sign on the dotted line. You don't have to know a lot or any of those sorts of things. And I think that's one of the things that we've been hearing consistently through this entire series of God's mission is that God loves people and he just wants someone, that's you and me, to go and share his message of, of salvation with everyone. No boundaries, no conditions. God's salvation through Jesus Christ is for everyone. That's God's mission. If you're believing in Jesus Christ right now, if you're believing that Jesus is the Son of God, that he came clothed in humanity, born as, as a baby boy, and grew a, and lived a perfect life. And he died a perfect death on a cross for you and me, giving his life for us. They put his dead body in a brand new grave, and then three days later, he rose to new life. And then 40 days after that, he ascended into heaven. And he is still sitting right next to God, whispering into God's ear, yep, I died for that sin. Yep, I died for that sin. Yes, I know, that one was really bad. Died for that one too. If you are believing in Jesus Christ, you receive both the forgiveness of sins as well as all of the righteousness of Christ. And he then says not to go like sit on the bench somewhere. No, you're a part of the team. You get called into service. We all get to be witnesses of what Christ has done in your life. And next week, we get to hear from a bunch of confirmation students what God has been doing in their lives. They get to be witnesses, and we get to hear what God is doing. What's God doing in your life? Are you believing in Jesus Christ? Because if you are, Jesus is sending you to. In Lesur, the River Valley, the United States, and to the ends of the earth. We have people from our congregation who are all over the place, Africa, Asia, taking the message of salvation with them. That's what Jesus invites us into, God's mission. You are loved. He's sending you. Let's pray.
Lord God and Heavenly Father, we come before you with praise and thanksgiving. You are awesome. You are high and lifted up, seated on a throne not made with human hands. And you are continually worshipped. Angels shouting your praises so loud that it just shakes the throne room of God. Because of what you have done for us, Jesus Christ, you throw open the doors into that throne room and you invite us to come in to receive help and mercy in our time of need. God, we need you. God, we need you. We thank you. We praise you for who you are and what you've done and what you will do. We are just blessed to be here, to be known by you. We pray, Lord God, that as you increase our faith, that you will remind us, just like you reminded the, the disciples, that we are being sent as your witnesses. And we confess to you, Lord, that we forget. Remind us over and over and over again that the message of salvation through Jesus Christ is for everyone. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Would you guys stand and join us in worship again?
receive this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you. May he look right at you and give you his peace. Amen? Amen. Go in peace. Have a great day. You guys have a blessed Sunday.